0: hello and welcome to holding space my name is aria and i'm joined by my friend megan and we cannot thank you enough for tuning in today we're here to share our vulnerable conversations about topics that connect us as human beings Our goal is to cultivate a community that shows up authentically by having conversations about human nature, self-awareness, wellness, and more. By holding space for one another, we hope you feel empowered to do the same in your life and create these safe spaces where you can reflect on the good, the bad, and the ugly in order to help nurture and deepen your connections with others. Let's get into it. Hey guys, it's Aria. First things first, I want to thank you for taking the time to download this episode and for pressing play and devoting some time to listen to me speak and taking any time that you have to listen to our podcast overall. It means the world and then some to both Megan and I and I'm really happy that you guys are seeing or finding value in this every week. Today I wanted to take the time to talk to you guys about something that's been coming up in so many different aspects of my life and that subject is dealing with our emotions and the waves of sometimes discomfort and difficulty that comes with actually acknowledging how you feel um this is a conversation that has come up with people in so many aspects of my life whether it be my friendships it be my relatives my cousins my sister in the workplace I even had this conversation with my dad yesterday which was so cool and I think it's cool because we're all so different. We're all different ages. We have different backgrounds. We have different perspectives and experiences in life, which obviously shape how we think and um, our unique life experiences. So I think it's a lovely thing when, although we have all of these things that set us apart, there are certain things that as a collective we navigate together And I really want to inspire more of you to have these conversations yourself with people in your life. Because if I'm finding that this many different people around me are feeling the same things that I am, I find comfort in that. I learn something from that. And I think it'll help you feel... I know, actually. I know for a fact. It'll help you feel more seen and heard and grounded in your experience as a person. Anyway, the conversation being had is about the value in actually facing your emotions and actually feeling them. I'm sure you all can relate in some way with having a part of your life. For me, it was a number of years where we were kind of numb and shut off or closed off from feeling the waves of our emotions and being affected by things. And I think it's a really, it's a really effective protective mechanism. So I do understand why we fall into that. I know that for a fact, I personally, and I can distinctly remember the years of my life that were spent this way and the headspace that I was in consistently over that period of time because of it. I was at a point where I was just, there was just too much going on, I couldn't handle more, so I shut off. I kept my distance from people, everyone was at arm's length, no one could hurt me, no one was let in. And it was an effective way to not feel more pain, but it was also an effective way to avoid feeling happiness and feeling, like, positive things and feeling closeness with other people and having friendships and relationships that feel powerful and important and deep. I think that we don't even realize sometimes but years and years can go by. Like, I think I started doing that at the age of 15, perhaps younger maybe even 13, to be honest with you, where I shut in and I kind of, if I felt something, I'd talk to myself about it, I'd write about it. I would never reach out to other people. And there's so many reasons as to why we choose to do that. But avoiding those feelings, all all it is is avoiding. There will be a day and a time where all of those feelings that you're trying to put away on a shelf will come tumbling down and you'll have to deal with it all at once. When you're out of practice with dealing with emotions, it's so much harder to tackle them as opposed to if you are regularly acknowledging how you feel throughout a week, throughout a day, throughout a month, throughout a year, and figuring out why and understanding yourself better. There's three distinct stages I can remember in my life. One is what I just mentioned where I was completely numb to feeling, and I was miserable. It was easy, but I was cold, life felt empty. Um, I didn't understand the point of continuing on if life was gonna look like that, Uh, which then led to a series of years, I would say five or six years where I was vastly emotionally driven. I finally opened the floodgates, and what that meant was that I was overwhelmed with all of these feelings that I had pent up for so many years. And it felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders every second of every day. And that's really hard for one person to navigate. And it's stressful, it's chaotic, you don't feel stable. And you almost start to resent your sensitivity. And then there's the third stage, which I feel like I'm in now. It's been over, it's definitely been over a year, where... I have learned to observe my emotions. And instead of becoming my emotions or becoming my numbness, I take a step back and recognize and try to keep in mind and keep in perspective that I am not these feelings. I am experiencing these feelings. And keeping that mindset and perspective and that separateness allows for far more rational thought than if I were to embody my emotions in everything that I did that day. So for example, let's say today, today I feel really happy. I'm overjoyed. I feel like this childlike joy that I can't explain. And on days like today, I do allow myself to embody my emotions because it's it's great. I it's something that becomes contagious when you do that and I think that there's power to that but on a day like two days ago where I was very sad it didn't matter what anyone said to me I just had this feeling of sadness and I think if I was still in the phase where I was just incredibly emotional Actually, I want to rephrase that. I want to make it very clear that I am... My sensitivity is probably at the highest point it's ever been in my life. And so it's not about avoiding your emotions. It's more so about recognizing that it's it's like a wave you have to ride. Um, it's something that you're feeling, therefore it's important. And it's valid. There's always a cause. And being able to witness yourself and hold that space for yourself is so deeply important. And why I say that is because when I'm having these feelings of sadness like I was a couple days ago, I literally just took the time to sit there and cry. And I think that denying myself that and the times where I have denied myself that has resulted in a lot of like unkindness to myself. And when you inflict unkindness to yourself, it opens the door for you accepting the same level of treatment or lack of love from other people. I know self-love is something that's, I honestly overused in any context possible. It's marketed heavily right now. And I don't want that to take away from what it actually means and what I'm trying to say. And what I am saying is that the significance and importance of treating yourself with tenderness, patience and kindness is how you develop a strong foundation of self and how you can like grow as a person, be the best version of yourself for not only you, but also for the people around you. I know that we all feel like there's something in this life that we're all supposed to do or meant to do or that we naturally feel driven to do and the only way that we can actually show up and do that and tap into that with confidence, with fearlessness is if we do the foundational work. And the foundational work is practicing that where you validate yourself. Hey, I feel sad today. Talk to yourself, feel whatever you're feeling, acknowledge it, witness it, see it, the same way you would see your friend who was sad today. And the beauty of this time in my life, or practicing this, is that I never feel alone anymore. And I spend so much time alone, as I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing. Those of you who know me know it best. You see me once a month, and that's the way it goes. But I I literally never feel alone anymore. And it's because I have me. And that sounds cheesy and I know you've heard it before, but it's so deeply accurate that as soon as I started witnessing myself and seeing myself and allowing myself to feel whatever I feel and letting it out, not carrying it forward, and that's the difference I think between the last couple of years of my life is that instead of being overwhelmed and embodying and becoming my emotions, like I feel sad, I am not sad. That is the difference. I think that's the easiest way for me to explain um, the shift in my mindset when it comes to dealing with my emotional self. And so when I take the time to feel sad, I don't take it with me when once it's had its time. I used to wallow in that emotion, become that emotion. I would behave out of that emotion. I would affect other people from whatever emotion it was feeling I was feeling that day. And while there is power and beauty, like I mentioned, in affecting people from a source of joy, there is. That is so powerful and I don't know whether it's right or wrong, I don't know, but for me it does feel right to embody that because that's like the purest form of me. And when I bring that energy around people and I I come into a space embodying that feeling, it's contagious and it's magic and there's nothing greater than that but there is never a need for me to become my sadness or become my pain or become my anger um that just results in it's because those things are just as contagious and I don't want people to catch that from me that's not how I want to affect a room a space that I take up or other people so I guess this is my way of saying that navigating your emotions and discomfort is so significant because it's not just about how it affects your mental health and your mindset day to day. It affects how, well you, how good you are as um, a sibling, a parent, a member of a family, in a relationship, a friend. An employee, if you work for yourself, how good you do your job. It affects everything. There isn't anyone out there who is exempt from this. Because we're all people and you can live in denial all you want. And I know and I hope that you're laughing when I say that if it applies to you. Because I've been you. And I'm on the other side of it. And let me tell you that that insensitivity and numbness, it's not strength. Being numb to emotions and being emotionally unavailable and disconnected, it's not strength. The opposite of sensitivity is not strength, it's insensitivity. And so when you look at it like that, is that what you want? Is that what you want to take out into this world? Is that what you want to be to yourself and sensitive? What is the value in that? What is the point in showing up that way? I loved talking about this especially with my dad yesterday because whether it be culturally or because of the time that he grew up in um, probably the accumulation of both and then some. He is at such an interesting place in his life and I admire it because he's in his 60s. Sorry dad if you're listening. He's in his 60s and he's still learning. He's still trying to be better and I, there's nothing I admire more in a person than someone who continually tries to be better, continually tries to do more and to have like a better life. We get distracted and we get convinced that having a better life means making more money. It means having a better car. It means looking, losing 10 pounds. I don't know. There's so many things out there that will convince you that these things that honestly don't mean a whole heck of a lot, if anything at all, are going to lead to a better life. And so whatever it is that you're prioritizing over feeling your own emotions, and embracing that discomfort and t- like facing a challenge. You're strong. Do it. You got this. You have it in you. And whatever you're putting before it, I challenge you to prove to me. Prove to me. Reach out. Comment on our Instagram posts. I challenge you to... Come up with something that is more important than taking care of your brain and your mental health. Come up with something that will give you a better life. That is better than a good state of mind, a healthy state of mind. Than loving yourself and being proud of yourself. Your quality of life is based, is genuinely based off of how you feel every single day. It's not based off of how much money you make. It's not based off of what your house looks like compared to someone else down the street. It's not based off of any of these things that you've been taught or that you've convinced yourself matter. Your quality of life, like we look around you, how many times have we heard stories of people who don't even have their basic needs met, but they find joy. And there have been so many times in my life where I think of those people or you hear about these stories and I would argue, and I felt it in the moment as well, that they had a better life than I did. And it was simply because when you don't have Access to all these things that distract you and complicate your life. The basics are what matter and the basics are what goes on in your head. You can't run away from yourself. Trust me, I have tried. You can't outrun yourself. Your thoughts, that voice that you talk to in your head... It's there when you wake up. It's there when you're trying to fall asleep. It's always there. You can't escape it. Find a way to befriend that person inside of you. Find a way to treat yourself as your like best friend. There's nobody in this world that I treat better than me. And I know that even hearing that is going to be uncomfortable for some of you. There's nobody on this planet that I treat better than myself. And that's something that I've managed to practice at different points in my life. And I can distinctly remember when I stopped doing that, that's when my life would fall apart. That's when I wouldn't be okay. I would be stressed out. I was allowing things in my life that weren't good for me. And sometimes I was allowing people that weren't good for me. I was tolerating things. I was not taking care of my health or I wasn't working as hard or I wasn't sleeping enough or whatever it may be. And the common denominator between all of those times in my life was that I wasn't treating myself with the effort The patience, kindness, and understanding that I deserve and that you guys deserve too. If you feel like in your life that there's people around you that don't treat you well, this is going to be tough to hear. But if there are people around you that you feel like don't treat you well, it might be your boss, it might be a co-worker, Maybe it's a family member, whoever it may be. You're not going to like what I have to say, but the truth is that they're not treating you well because you're not treating you well. They are only treating you as well as you treat yourself. You become what you allow. Your surroundings and your environment become what you allow into it. So if you're allowing people for you, like for people to treat you poorly and stick around, that becomes status quo. And when we take the time to love ourselves and to acknowledge the beauty within us and our strengths and our value, when you take the time to actually think about it, write it down, speak it out loud to yourself, embody that, Embody your highest self. When you take the time to do that, it's like this unspoken signal to the people around you that this is how, this is who I am, this is what I am. And it is to be valued because I value it within myself. And when you practice that and that becomes normal to you, how you treat yourself, that level of love, that, would, that like Whether it's a huge amount or you don't love yourself enough, that is what you've normalized internally, whether you realize it or not. And because that is your norm, that is what you accept and allow from other people. So if you don't allow yourself to embody negativity, to become those negative thoughts, to be toxic or tough, For no reason upon yourself. You're going to allow other people to do the same thing to you. But when you take the time to acknowledge what you've accomplished. Be proud of who you are. Feel strong about your value. These are the things that make me valuable. Identify them. Write them down. Write them down until you don't have to anymore. Because you can list them off in seconds. When you become that, anything that is less than that, you automatically won't allow. It's become so blatantly obvious to you that, okay, no, this person doesn't love me that much. This person doesn't appreciate me that much. This person doesn't see my value, therefore I do not belong here. If you want to work on yourself and you want to elevate your life and you actually, like you genuinely want to feel better, and some of you may argue, well, who doesn't want to feel better? Honestly, I have encountered so many different people who, if you want something that's only half of desire, you have to be willing to do the work. Anything that you want, anything worth having, there's a saying. Anything worth having requires work. And it's a lot of work. It's work that never ends. So if you truly and deeply desire to feel better, to be better for you and those that you care about, if that's something that matters to you and that's something that you want to embody in your day-to-day life, you have to take the time Today, make a list. If you don't know what makes you valuable, make a list. If you can't, think about what you've accomplished. Think about what you enjoy doing the most. Think about when you feel the most connected to yourself. What makes you feel the most you? Stop running away from yourself. Take the time to be alone and identify, okay, what makes me me? What makes me different from somebody else? How is that valuable? Ask questions, figure it out. When you take the time to do that and embody that, your life is going to change. And you're going to feel happy and you're going to feel strong, you're going to feel confident. There's no secrets, it just requires work. And the days that you feel low, when like, for example, for me a few days ago, where I just felt like, honestly, I felt like, I missed out on having a quote unquote normal life because I've gone through so many different sources of trauma before the age of 25. It's like one person should never have to go through that many things. And I say that because like, I would never wish the things that I have experienced upon my worst enemy. Like I... The reason I feel so strongly and I'm so outspoken about the things that I talk about and I don't care who hears it and what they think of me is because I will be damned if what has happened to me happens to someone else. The idea of there being another person out there who has experienced the accumulation of like physical, emotional, and sexual abuse and having to navigate that alone because the support systems just weren't there. On top of just being a woman, a colored woman nonetheless, On top of growing up in the 2000s with the internet and with bullying and sticking out like a sore thumb because I was not, I've never been normal. I've never, there's, no matter how hard, honestly, I didn't really try to pretend, but there were times where I tried to be invisible. I still stuck out like a sore thumb. And so there are still times in my life where I feel like yeah, I wish I could just be I could fit in for a day. Just be unseen for a day. Just be light for a day. And even saying that now, be especially because I don't I'm not in that state. There are so many days and so many times where I feel like I belong. And it's not because I'm not being myself. It's because I have people who love me and support me for being me. But they're only able to do that because I am comfortable and confident enough to show up as I am. And I am only capable of doing that because I love me. I love other people, but there is no one that I love more than I love myself. Nobody. It's not selfish. I know that there's some of you out there who may think of loving yourself so fiercely, but we've been taught that loving ourselves like that is selfish. It's a gift that you're not only giving to yourself, you're giving to others. When you love yourself fiercely, you become the best version of yourself. And when you embody the best version of yourself, that shows up, like I said, in how you treat others. How you speak to others. How people just naturally feel, like the air that surrounds you, it shows up in that too. I want you guys to take the time and take a hard, honest look at yourselves. This is something you can do privately. And it's something that you could ask for assistance. That actually brings up something. Um, I created a form and I'm going to link it in the description below and we'll have it linked on Instagram as well um and it's a form that you can fill out anonymously and after every episode we'll have a question where that you can answer uh you can share your stories with us you can share your experiences if you have questions you can ask um I would love to hear where you guys are at if you're struggling with something I would love to discuss that with you I'd love to connect with you So if you feel like you don't have somebody to reach out to, or even if you do and you just want a fresh perspective, that'll be linked below and you can submit what you're going through or how you feel about anything that I said, and maybe some stories that you might just wanna share, or maybe you need some advice, whatever it may be, that'll be linked below. But I do want to emphasize the importance And the impact. Like you are capable of having the most beautiful life. And that's not coming from some privileged queen who hasn't hasn't struggled. I've hit rock bottom more times than I can count. I've failed in life. Numerous times I've failed. And I can sit here and I can tell you. That I am curating the most beautiful life possible for myself. And it has been the most thrilling, scary, exciting, um, uncomfortable experience I have ever had. But it has also given me the most beautiful friendships and relationships in my life. It has given me this feeling and this sense of comfort in who I am. to the highest level, like I've only developed it more and more over time and I wish, I want that for all of you, I really, I truly do, I'm sending you all my love, I'm sending you my support from the bottom of my heart, it starts with you holding space for yourself and truly seeing yourself for all that you are And being proud of everything, whether it be good, bad, beautiful, or ugly. Be proud. Don't deny any part of yourself. Each facet of you is beautiful. Even the shadows side. Even the sides that we've been taught to be ashamed of or afraid of. I hope you guys have a good rest of your day, whatever you may be doing whether you're listening to this in the morning or in the evening, um, I'm genuinely sending you all my love, all of the positivity that I have in my heart. Keep holding space for yourself. Hold space for one another. And keep feeling your feelings. Thanks, guys. We are so grateful for you taking the time out of your day to listen to this week's episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast to have our episodes automatically added to your library every Monday. You can stay in the know with what is coming up and continue the conversation on our social media that's Instagram or Twitter at It's Holding Space. Thanks so much.